God's Word has the capacity to transform your life from where you are to where you ought to be. Welcome to the atmosphere of grace and truth with Pastor Lockie David Nkuma, a podcast designed to unveil to you Jesus in a fresh and supernatural way, a podcast designed to unveil to you your identity in Christ and deepen your relationship with the Holy Spirit, thereby causing you to live every day of your life as an overcomer. Now, let's join Pastor Lucky David Okuma onto this podcast. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of The Atmosphere of Grace and Truth. My name is Lucky David Nkuma. I am your host on this program. Once again, thank you for giving me these answers to your mind. And I believe that it's going to truly inspire you and bless you. Don't forget what we've been discussing so far about the nature of God. And presently, we are studying about the wrath of God. First, let's begin with the word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you. Thank you because you are good and you are always good. Thank you because you are loved and you loved us so much. And so today, Lord, as we continue in your word, open our eyes of understanding. Help us to truly, truly grab your word in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 So I showed you from the book of Romans chapter 1 and verse 18 the Bible says, For the rod of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and all unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. This scripture alone reveals to us that there is something called the rod of God. I defined wrath to be an unfavorable payment response to an action against you. This is a little bit different from hunger. Anger is an emotional response to an action against you or what you delike, but what you dislike. But wrath goes a little bit beyond that. You have to take an action, and this action is often, often unfavorable to the person or to what you know to that action that was against you. Now, though, can God be angered? Yes, He's, He can be angered by what basically are sin. Sin has been what has separated mankind from God, okay? Alright, but that does not in any way negate the fact that God is intrinsically love because everything he does, he does out of love for mankind. And we realize that from this scripture that the word of God is revealed, the word revealed there is from the Greek word apocalypse. Apocalypse speaks of to unveil, to take off, okay? So the Bible here did not say the rod of God has been released because this is the New Testament. It said the rod of God has been revealed. That means it has been made aware that God does have a system where he does punishes sin. In fact, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, the Bible says the wages of sin is death. Okay, so there is a system that punishes sin and this system is what we refer to as the wrath of God. But now let me show you Romans chapter 2 and verse 5 to 6. And look at what the Bible says there. It said, But in accordance to your hardness and your unpenitent heart. Look at that statement. I'm reading from the New King James Version. In 
accordance to your hardness and your unpenitent heart. He said you are doing what you are treasuring up for yourself. This is not God treasuring it up for you. You are treasuring up for yourself. What are you treasuring for yourself? Wrath. But he said in the day of wrath. So there is the day of wrath. In the day of wrath and the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. So there is also the revelation of the righteous judgment of God. Okay, so it's not only the wrath of God that is revealed. There will be the revelation of the righteous judgment of God where he gives rewards and said, who will render to each one according to his deeds? Now, this scripture makes it clear. If you want to escape the rod of God, it's your responsibility. And if you want to be part of the rod of God, it is also your responsibility. Okay? So, now, let me go a little bit deep to make some things clear for us. Okay? Now, Let's look at God's anger and mankind today. God's anger and mankind today. Let me say this radical statement. And it's radical because I know a lot of people might find it difficult to process. But I will explain. God has no human enemy today. I repeat, God has no human enemy today. And the reason of that is because of what Jesus Christ came to do. The Bible tells us in John 3, 16, one of the most popular scripture, you know, that many people are very familiar with. John 3, 16, for God so loved the world. Now, the word world there encompasses everything, both humans and creature, every creature. God, for God so loved the world that he did work, gave. Don't forget that humans are the apex, the zenith of God's creation. Okay, so he said that he gave his only begotten work, son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish or shall not partake of the wrath of God. Okay, and but shall what? But have everlasting life. So when Jesus Christ came to die, okay, he paid for all the sins of mankind. He didn't pay for the sins of a particular group. He didn't pay for the sins of Christians because when he died, there were no Christians. Okay. All right, so the ten Christians came up after the restoration of the Lord Jesus Christ because of people who were living like Christ. Okay, so he paid for the whole sin of the world, and because of that, the enmity between God and mankind was totally broken. Okay, so he doesn't have any human enemy today. Let me even say another radical statement when it comes to human being, God does not take sides. That's the truth. It's just like what happened when um, Jake, when Joshua, Joshua saw the captain of the host when he was about to go fight Jericho. He said, he asked him, so which side are you? He said, no, I'm neither, I'm neither for Jericho or neither for you. Okay. But Jake, Joshua was wise to understand that even though he's neither for anybody, whoever comes to his side becomes his ally. So J Joshua become you know, that captain's ally by coming over to his side. So when it comes to human being, God does not take side. God wants us to come over to his side. It is when we've come over to his side that he is committed to, you know, do word to, to defend us. Then we can say, if God be for us, okay, God is for you because you came over to his side. He opened his arm towards you. 
and you run into that house. Are you getting me now? He initiated the law. The Bible says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 8, God demonstrated his love towards us by, you know, well, while we were yet sinners, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Okay, so he opened up his eyes and said, come unto me. He keeps shouting it even till today. Come unto me. Now, so he's not taking sides with humans, but he wants you to come over to his side. When you come over to his side, he's, then he's uh, committed to defending you. Now, the truth is this. A lot of people will say, but it seems God fight for people. Yes, it's true. God fights for people, but you must understand that God only protects those that have come to his side and have accepted his love. So oftentimes, what we think what we think God is doing is not what God is actually doing. What God is actually doing is what I call protective judgment. So when God fights for the believers, what he is doing is that he is defending them against exterior enemies, okay? Now, these exterior enemies are not actually God's enemies, okay? Because if they change tomorrow and receive the life of God, they come over to God's side. So, oftentimes, what God does is He protects us, okay, from, from what others want to do against us. But it doesn't mean that those other people are God's enemy. And this is important because if we have this understanding... It will help us to do evangelism well and stop seeing some people as God's enemy. Okay? Because indeed, Christ has paid the price for everyone. And that's the message. God, That's the good news. God expects us, you know, to, to, to show to the world that their sins have already been forgiven in Christ. And all they need to do is to receive Him as Lord and Savior and begin to bask in the euphoria of his will. Amen. So I want you to note this when we talk about the wrath of God. Okay? Note some of these things. Number one, God's wrath is revealed and not yet released. Very important. And this is very instructive. God's wrath has been revealed. That means we are aware. We know his system of punishment, but it has not yet been released. It was only released on Jesus Christ, but it will still be released again because according to Romans chapter 2, there is what we call the day of wrath. Okay, so why is God's, word not, God's wrath not yet released? For the purpose of persuasion of men. God wants men persuaded. God wants men to change their ways. That's why I said the goodness of God is expected to lead men to repentance. Oftentimes people take his goodness for granted, but you must understand the purpose of his goodness is so that it can lead you to repentance. But another thing I want you to know about God's wrath is that God's wrath will not be on old forever. There is a day to be released. You saw it clearly in Romans chapter 2, 5. It says some people, because of the hardness of their heart, they are treasuring up for themselves wrath in the day of wrath. So God's wrath will not be on hold forever. Okay, this dispensation is on hold. Okay. And then somebody say, hey, wait a minute. What of all these nations fighting against nations? Oftentimes, most of that, what of all these troubles we are facing all over the world? Most of that are just consequences of our actions and not <laughs> the rod of God. You truly want to know how the rod of God looks like? Read the book of Revelation. 
when the Bible talks about the rod of God, when you begin to see those seven bowls, okay, check them and see what the rod of God is like. And you know that we've not seen anything like that yet. Okay. Okay. So God's word will be, will not be on hold forever. And that is also very important for us to know. It is important for us to know that there is an expiry date to the acceptance of God's love. Today, God is calling you and he said, don't harden your heart. There is an expiring date. And it can either be when you die or after rapture or after the end of the millennium. Okay, there is an expiring date to the acceptance of God's love. And you refuse to accept God's love by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior. You have you know, disdain the most important part of your life, the most important decision you can make of your life. So when we really talk about God's word, it's just to call us, especially for those of us that are listening to me that have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, is to call us to repentance, to help us know that when you, if you continue in this way, you will definitely pay for your sin yourself. But you don't need to do that because Christ has done that for you accept his payment for you or you pay for yourself don't delay your salvation okay don't delay your salvation and for those of us that are already children of god that have already come to the saving knowledge of god's grace i like to tell us that we should not continue to live in sin because if we continue to live in sin one of the things we're doing is that we are hardening our heart and we're adding our heart towards God. And when we keep adding our heart towards God, we may make dangerous decisions that could lead to dangerous consequences for us. Finally, let me say this so that you don't misunderstand all I've said. God does correct his children. He corrects his children. The Bible clearly states that, that he who God loves, he chastises. But oftentimes, how does God correct his children? He corrects his children primarily through his word. Okay? And not through his wrath. God primarily corrects his children through his word and not through his wrath. Okay, so you need to understand that. Okay. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I believe you really understand. If there are questions you need more enlightenment, please definitely send your questions. We would oblige you. We want to hear feedbacks from you how this podcast has been blessing you. Thank you very much. You want to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, please. I want you to pray this prayer with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I acknowledge myself as a sinner. I believe that you died on the cross for me. I confess you as my Lord and Savior. Be my Lord from today. Amen. Amen. If you pray that prayer, welcome to the kingdom of God. I'd like to help you in your newfound faith. Reach out to me. God bless you. Until next episode, when I come your way, don't always forget. I love you and I celebrate you. God bless you. I believe you have been truly inspired via today's podcast. Go and live out the truth received and your daily victory is assured. For prayers, counseling and testimonies, reach out to Pastor Locker David Nkuma on plus 234-806-680-46365. And to send him an email, send him an email on PastorLucky2001 at yahoo.com. God bless you. Until next time, I love you and we celebrate you.